It is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. Back from some tropical resort location. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Rob is along for the ride for the first time in 2023. How is the 10-year smooch? We had a great time celebrating my love for my wife. Uh, I think she also had a good time. I know I had a good time, Chris, but we um yeah. we had some plans to go to Santa Barbara. They got rained out, but we ended up going to Cabo with some friends um, at a very nice place. We had a very nice time. Yesterday when I got home, I was a zombie essentially, but look at me now. I look great. And then I click on my screen here and I see producer Rob and the smile yeah. on my face. You saw it. It's really good to have yeah. him back. I love I love my guy Dan, but having Rob back is nice as well. How how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Did Matthew Stafford talk about me at all or no? He didn't at all. We were too busy, you know, playing catch on the beach. We played a little bit, bit of golf, mm. some tennis, just a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, but he he's a good dude. Shout out Matthew. Shout out uh, my guy Marco, the owner of Aloe, that was there. I made a good friend uh, of his. I uh, coached his son pitching a little bit on the beach, so we bonded. Very nice. Yeah. Way to be a rich guy sniffer. I love that. Well, All right, you can't be Coach Trev. You don't coach, bro. That's true. Good point. You'll lose that moniker quickly. Uh, a lot of moves since we last spoke, everybody. Trey Mancini is the latest to join the Northsiders during a very busy offseason in Chicago. Reportedly gets a two-year deal. Should Cubs fans be more excited or more confused by their offseason strategy? I think you have to be excited if you're a Cubs fan. I don't see it any other way. Jimmy talked about this on Talking Baseball. He was a little confused. He thinks all these guys are there just to be traded midseason. I'm not so sure of that. I mean, they've basically completely overhauled this roster. And all we ever do on these shows is yell at teams for not signing players. The Cubs are signing players. Chris, there were four shortstops out there that we said, here's the group, and these guys are expensive, and it's awesome. Who's going to sign them? Only three other teams can say they signed one of those shortstops. The Cubs went out and did it, okay? And and put in Seiya Suzuki in with the rest of these guys. Uh, Dansby, Seiya, uh, Hosmer, Mancini, Bellinger, Barnard, Tyone. Like, the list goes on and on. They've upgraded this roster. Now, if this doesn't work and we have a lot of regression or we have some bad years from these guys, yeah, could they be traded at the deadline? Sure, but I don't think that's the plan right now. I think... They want to have these guys around, maybe some of the young guys that we saw uh, last year. There's a couple guys in the minor leagues that had some really good years. Matt Mervis, uh, he's another one of those first base types. So they're going to see how the years go, the year goes, but I, I have to applaud them. I don't think there's any other way to look at this offseason for the Cubs and say, you have to say it's a success. That's it. Well, I break it up into a couple different categories as far as the signings go. In one box, I'm going to put Dansby Swanson and Jamison Tyone because those are the guys that are signed here that will be there once the Cubs are actually in contention, in my opinion. I just don't think that this is a contending team. I think it's going to be better. I think it could be around 500. I think it'll provide some great moments. I hope it provides an opportunity for some of these veterans who've kind of dipped in recent years, a la Cody Ballinger, uh, Eric Hosmer, Tucker Barnhart did not have the year that he helped up, you know, when he got traded from Cincinnati to Detroit a year ago. Um, and even Trey Mancini. Yes, he won a World Series ring with Houston, but the one memorable moment was him making a great defensive stab in the World Series. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think he's looking to bounce back. He could give them some 20 home run power from the right side, which is what they need. 
So there, there's two different categories, in my opinion. When the Cubs get back to this thing, it's going to be guys like Pete Crow Armstrong, who's their number one mm. prospect, that's going to lead them. You know, I, I don't think they'll eventually all grow up together like the group of Schwarber and Baez and Bryant and Rizzo, but that's what they're hoping for somewhere down the line. And you sprinkle in these free agents that are, you know, good enough to stick around. Sure, but you want to surround the young players with some veteran talent. I love PCA. Totally. I'm mad that you mentioned PCA before I mentioned PCA. I do think he's going to be a fixture there. But a guy like Cody Bellinger, if he goes out and starts the year hot, maybe he likes Chicago. Maybe he wants to stay there long term. He's still really young. How old is he? He's 27. Yeah. Like, he could be a part of their future if he wants it to be, if they wanted it could to be. be. Like, it could happen. I think they're going to be in contention this year. I think they're going to be around 500, Chris. We expand the playoffs. A team like this, if things go right and they decide to add the deadline, could be in contention for the last spot. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yes, if they add. If they add. If nothing else, it's really interesting and it's fun. And you said, you know, teams are looking to spend. That makes fans happy. So that part, I'll give them a green check mark for that. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon is heading home. That's why I'm wearing a Pirates cap today on the show. Uh, how confident are you this will be an Albert Pujols feel-good return? Well, I don't think it's going to be as you know awesome as Albert going back to St. Louis because, well, one, Albert was chasing a major milestone, and two, they were a very good team, and he was helping them reach the playoffs. So I don't think that's going to happen. I know Kutch has a few, a few uh, milestones that he could hit in Pittsburgh, but I do think this is great for the city of Pittsburgh. I think it's cool for McCutcheon. Um, people need to remember, you know, what he did for that city. Like they just have been a bad organization for a long time. And there was three years in a row there. I think did they go wild card every year. Um, uh, nonetheless, they went to the playoffs and he won an MVP and he was the jewel of the city. He's going to go back. People are going to be able to like break out their old McCutcheon jerseys. I think it, it's already a feel good story. Now, if he goes and performs and, and provides a little bit of veteran leadership for some of these young guys, I'll keep, keep Ryan Hayes and O'Neill Cruz. I think that's kind of what they're looking for. But to me, that you're showing the picture right here of him and his sons are looking at his, the hardware that he had oh. there in Pittsburgh. I think it's cool. I think it fits perfectly. And Chris, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that talking baseball put out a tweet or an Instagram post, I'm not sure which one it was, about McCutcheon going back to Pittsburgh, and he liked it. And I think maybe did that start to get the wheels turning for all Kutch? Did we have a part in this? <laughs> Good, let's take it. Why not? Um, you mentioned some of the milestones, the personal milestones. They're they're not the pool holes numbers. We get that. But he is 13 homers shy of 300, which is a nice, nice measuring stick. He's 52 hits shy of 2,000 for his career. Hard to believe he's going to be entering his 15th major league season. I just, that is unbelievable to me. Um, I think because he meant so much to the renaissance of baseball in that city, that this is huge. And it's not going to be as well played on a national level because obviously Albert Pujols was going for 700 homers and St. Louis, as you mentioned, was always in contention. And I think we'd be surprised if Pittsburgh was in contention by June. Um but I think it allows some closure for him. Not like he left on bad terms, but he knew even after he signed that what was kind of a mega deal for Pittsburgh at the time that he probably wasn't going to last his entire career there. He got shipped off to San Francisco. His first time back, he gets a rousing ovation. Um, he's one of the most beloved players there since, you know, since the 79 Pirates won it all. 
And I don't think that that's an overstatement. No, he's an excellent human being. He's one of the guys that's, you know, he's one of the most respected players in all of baseball. I don't care who you talk to. If you meet yeah. or know Andrew McCutcheon, you love him. So I'm, I'm excited for him to be around those young guys. I always say that, but it really means something for guys like Key Bryan, for guys like O'Neill, to have someone that's won and, and done what he's done in the game. Like they need to have a mentor like that. And I think so this is, you know, one of the reasons they brought him back. Um, one other thing I would say, when Mike Tomlin gives you a shout out on Twitter, welcome back to Pittsburgh. That's a big deal oh, yeah. in that city. That is a big, big deal. Hey, last thing. Um, is it possible he gets traded? So that's been brought up as well. I think if you bring him back for the reasons we just mentioned, for the nostalgia, for the leadership, I don't think he gets traded unless he wants to. Unless he's there and he's like, you know what, dude, this is my last draw. Let me go. Let me go get on another contending team and 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 go try to win a World Series. They might grant that. Uh, but if he's happy there and he wants to play his last season, mm -hmm. if this is going to be his last season, then I think that he sticks around the entire year. Yeah, last year wasn't a good season for him. 700 OPS, but almost 800 the year before in Philly where he hit almost 30 bombs. So we'll see how that plays out. This one's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. They're the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And guess what? The playoff action is continuing. I got my eye on that Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Two stud QBs going at it. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and we got a new deal for you. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. And then we got something else. New and existing customers, we got these new things called the Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. You can boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. And all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code BASEBALL today. New customers commit $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. And that's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This one near and dear to the Rose rotation. Miguel Rojas is also back where it all started. He got traded from Miami to L.A. Uh, does this adequately fill the gap for Los Angeles at the shortstop position? I think so, because we're going to be looking at a couple different guys here for that shortstop position. Uh, from what I've heard, I think Gavin Lux is probably going to get a crack at sliding over there and being the everyday guy, which puts Miggy sort of in a utility role. Maybe he plays some more second base, but I think he'll probably move around or be that insurance piece for shortstop. The thing that people have to remember about shortstops and center fielders and catchers is that offense is it's a bonus. Like, if you get a shortstop that can hit and play defense, great. Uh, but the main thing you need to do is, is, is play defense. And Miggy Rojas has that in spades. He's an excellent defender up the middle. We'll see if Gavin Lux can kind of learn from him a little bit and be that good defender. The Dodgers don't need to go out. They didn't need to go out and get a Bogarts. They, I don't think they – I mean, they could have got, got a Correa. That would have been nice because he plays defense too. But – they, they have offense in other positions. They have that with their catcher and Will Smith. They already have the advantage there. How many catchers have an OPS, you know, over 720? Not many. And you have Will Smith, you know, in the eight. So they don't need offense particularly from that position. So I think the, I think the combination of Gavin and Miggy fills that role adequately to answer your question. Yes. I, I, I think you'll see Miguel Rojas more shortstop than you will see Gavin Lux, in okay. my opinion. Because you know what you've got there defensively. He was a gold glove finalist, arguably could have won it. 
over Dansby Swanson. Um, you know, people will out here in Los Angeles will certainly look at the OPS, which was not good last year, and say, really, this is going to be our everyday shortstop. But, you know, they do have question marks up the middle, right? For the first time, they don't have a guy at short named Seeger or Turner. They don't have Cody Bellinger in center. So there are some question marks. You damn well better make sure that the guy's going to catch the ball at shortstop. And at least with Miguel Rojas, that pitching staff can rest easy. He's not going to... He's not going to provide the thump, but guess what? That's why you're paying Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman exactly, and Will Smith eventually. You know, all those guys, some serious dough so that they can end up doing that. That's why you brought in J.D. Martinez and hope that he can go back to what he was the first half of last year up in Boston. And that's why you can afford to have a guy like Miguel Rojas. The, the goal is not for the Dodgers to win 111 games again. It's to make sure that they don't get bounced in the divisional round like they did. I would love nothing more than Miggy to be the starting shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I want Gavin Lux to have a, a sizable role as well. I mean, he's guy's 25 years old, and I've said this before on this mm-hmm. show, but it feels like a lot of people have written him off. He had a decent year last year. So I hope he gets a chance to just really establish himself at one position. You know, that's that'll help your defense right there. If you can play one position and stay there, it's going to help. All right, well, we all know that the Dodgers are going to make a huge play for free agent-to-be Shohei Otani, who has one more year left on his deal. But Bob Nightingale says the Padres could be the biggest player in disrupting Otani's move up the five freeway from Anaheim to Chavez Ravine. Do you think that San Diego will go all in on Shohei next season? I'm going to answer your question with another question right here, okay? Because... What like San Diego? The owner of the San Diego Padres is what's his name? Peter Seidler. Peter Seidler. Okay, I almost said Paul Seidler. That's a USA Baseball guy. Uh, everyone talks about Steve Cohen disrupting the owner's room, being the bad boy. I don't think that's the case. I think this dude is. Everyone knows that a New York Mets franchise should be spending money. They knew what they were going to get with Steve Cohen. All of a sudden, San Diego, who's considered what? A mid-market team at best, is spending like crazy. And now, you know, they're talking about going after Shohei, who's going to command half a billy. Like, what is going on? What don't we know about the San Diego Padres? Or what have the rest of the owners been hiding from us this whole time? Why aren't they going out and doing this? If the Padres and their market can go out and be contenders to spend that much money after already spending all this money. Like something is amiss, dude. And I can't wrap my head around it again. Steve Cohen, you knew what you were going to get with this guy. You knew he's going to spend money, but the owner of the San Diego Padres all of a sudden is willing to commit billions of dollars to his team. It's it's, it's gone crazy to answer your question. I don't have inside information on this, although I will try it my very, very best this season. Mm to get the scoop. I'm going to do everything I can. I don't have any inside information, but I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if he didn't end up in LA or New York. That's just my take on this whole thing. Well, baseball wise, it makes perfect sense to be honest with you, because at the end of this year, Machado's going to opt out. So they might need to, you know, provide another big time stick in that order, you know, with Tatis and with Soto, whom they're going to have to sign at some point. We think. And then the bigger deal is that they're losing you, Darvish. Blake Snell will be out. Um, Martinez has this weird kind of team player option. 
So we don't know about his long-term future out in San Diego. Lugo has a player option. So they're they're going to need some arms. Plus, what do we keep hearing from Shohei's camp? He wants to be around stars, but good teams that have a shot at the playoffs. The way that the Padres have been working, they fit that criteria. They're, he, he wouldn't be taking a flyer on a team, it certainly doesn't feel like, right? No, not at all. Like if he wants to go to a winner, there's there are certain teams that you know he'll look towards. Pirates, the hat you're wearing, not going to be one of them. Pittsburgh fans, rest assured, don't buy a Shohei Otani custom jersey. To me, L.A. I get Dodgers. I could see that happening. Mets with Steve Cohen, I could see that happening. But Cashman and uh, the Steinbrenners, I think they need to go out and get this guy. You had Babe Ruth. Everyone's calling this guy the next coming of Babe Ruth. Seems like he belongs in pinstripes to me. I would love. I think that would be my favorite thing. Would be if he went to the Yankees because then everyone loves Shohei right now because he's on the lovable Angels. They're not going to win anything. Ha ha! It's great to see him and Trout together. If he went to the Angels or even to the Yankees, now I think half the country of baseball fans might not like Otani anymore, and I would love to like uh, see that play out, right? Yeah, you know, the, the one other thing that we haven't talked about a lot is where's his headspace in relation to not wanting to be in the biggest market, right? That was part of the reason he picked Anaheim, we believe, back in the day. I never heard that. People say what they want to say. I you never, never heard, heard that? that? I never heard that from him. Well, we never you? heard it out of his mouth, but that was one of the reports was that he he didn't want to be the front and center guy. Don't believe everything you read. Thank you. And even if that was the case, back when he was coming over as a young kid to a new country where he didn't know anybody, yeah, things have changed. He is a baseball god now, okay? Like, the confidence level is high. Yeah. But I would just – that's part of the reason I would even maybe lean towards San Diego. Are you leaning San Diego? No, not yet. Because Bob Nightingale told you to? But it – but it's not it's not a uh, it's not one of those reports where you're like God that's he's so full of shit. It makes sense on a base from a baseball standpoint and a payroll standpoint. To, to me, this isn't about a baseball like fit on your roster. That doesn't. This isn't a puzzle piece. This is the whole puzzle. This is no, a new puzzle. This this no, is a no, brand. I'm saying thing from for these his teams. standpoint, from his standpoint, it makes sense. I think. I think from his, I mean, I get it, but from his standpoint, I think he's going to want top dollar. Oh God, yes. Why wouldn't he? He's good at. I really think that contract starts with a five. We'll have plenty of time to discuss it, too. but I do think it does. So, all right. Last thing, uh, did you see the photos? Justin Verlander and Kate Upton went out to dinner with Steve and Alex Cohn, the owners of the New York Mets. Okay, here's the deal. You can only go out to dinner with one of our bosses. Jimmy or Jake? Who are you picking and why? Is Jake my boss? I gotta. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, I, I oh gave boy. this one some thought because I do love hanging with Jake, and Jake and I are more like um, like bros. Like we're gonna bro it out, and we're gonna talk sports, yeah. and we might hit each other and like take a shot of some disgusting liquor. 
But like, I don't know if I want that. I'm getting a little older. Jimmy and I, on the other hand, we can go talk about some folk music, about some books that we've read. Because I am also an intellectual, Chris. I don't know if you knew that. Very smart guy here really? as well. I think Jimmy and I would have a better time just talking about all sorts of different stuff um, than sports. Jimmy loves baseball and cricket and Frisbee golf. The rest of the stuff he could kind of care less about. So I'm I'm taking Jimmy. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, you? Yeah, I, well, I don't know if it's a business dinner or just a fun dinner. And that's that's kind of where I get caught a little bit. It's where I get caught. You know, it's interesting because even though I've worked here now for almost two years, I'm still kind of getting to know everybody. I haven't spent that much time face to face with everyone. Just me. Just me. You know me. You. Yes. You. You. I get a lot of face to face with. <laughs> so I think I have, I'm having a tough time answering my own question, but I think it would be Jimmy as well. I think <laughs> it would be Jimmy as well, because I'm not so sure I could handle like a full night out with with Jake. I just don't – I don't know if I have that in me anymore. The one caveat to this whole thing is Jimmy doesn't like to go out to dinner, so we'd probably, like, make something at his house together. That is, you know what? That's true because when we yeah. went down to San Diego, we went out to dinner. It was just Jake, BBD, my oldest son, Josh, and myself. Jimmy yeah. had kind of put his feet up. Now I get it. Time change. He'd been up early, tired. Needed to rebound for later. So that I get. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. But if you're trying to party and like go out and have a good time, it's Jake 100%. I mean. Yeah, he's interesting. All right. Uh, latest episode of the Rose Rotation is out with Tyler Glass now. Uh, go give it a listen. He spent almost two weeks in Thailand with his girlfriend. Put a few clips out about that. That one, that first one that we put out made a little bit of noise. His body, his 30 abs that he has. What's up with that, Tyler? I mean, it's ridiculous. Just relax. I asked him if he was like, did he hit the gym? He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, we did research on the hotels. You know, we're both like workout warriors. He brought his weighted balls with him. And he's throwing it against like a Thailand hotel. It's hilarious. Funny. Um, and then I am going to be interviewing CJ Uzama for our football show. That will be coming out later this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. And tonight... Primetime interview with Joey Votto. Whoa. Yeah. Going to catch up with Joey. You and Joey, that's going to be a great conversation. I like that a lot. Yeah, we had it uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, obviously, a lot has changed for him. He's trying to come back from rotator cuff surgery. Does that sound right? I think that's what Possibly. it is. I think it's rotator cuff surgery. At age 40, he'll be 40 this season. So, a lot to cover. I'd also like to plug something. Please. Oh, while in Cabo, we recorded an episode of The Morning After with Kelly Stafford. Uh, she does a great show where yeah. she talks about life, motherhood, family, and football. And her, Matthew, and I sat down and recorded an episode. And it's, I got to be honest with you, we, we had a few drinks. It got a little wild interesting i'm not sure how it's gonna saucy. like i'm not sure how it's gonna come out on you know the the podcast side of things but if you're interested to see kind of what we were doing down there and and, and get a little glimpse into our vacation I, I would give it a listen i think it's gonna come out later this week so shout what out Kelly. she's it, awesome when does, when does matthew want me on that podcast I, let me know i'll get i'll get you matthew for your football show if you need that 
Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll dig that. That'd be nice. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for today. We're back at it again Thursday. Tune in on Thursday for producer Rob and Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on Baseball Today.